Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Good morning, Faith. It is my privilege to welcome and introduce this morning's guest speaker. He is a legend in these parts. He has impacted so many lives. He actually served here at Faith as the lead pastor for over 34 years. I'm so grateful for his impact on my life, and my family is super appreciative for all that he's done. He is a spiritual giant in this area, and we're so grateful to have him a part of our faith community in our church. So Faith, let's give honor where honor is due. Welcome with me to the stage, Pastor Phil Goss. Well, I've been told this is like riding a bike. We'll see, won't we? Find your notes, if you will. We're going to talk about our wellness. And many times you and I are afraid to be well. So we're going to read a story, and I'm going to take some verses out of it and talk to us today about being well. It begins in John chapter 5, the first verse. Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool Basada with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches, waiting for certain movement of the water. For an angel of the Lord came from time to time and stirred up the water, and the first person to step in after the water was stirred was healed of whatever disease he had. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. It's a long time. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up, and someone else always gets there ahead of me. And Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat, began walking. But the miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man, you know, you know, the guy told me to do this, and I, I don't know who he was. And, you know, he looks around, Jesus isn't there. And afterwards, verse 14, found him in the temple and told him, now you're well, so stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. And the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. So let's begin, first of all, with a loaded question. A loaded question. It's a very simple question, a very common question, kind of. It's something that you would look at and think, well, what's the big deal with it? And the question is this. In verse 6, Jesus says to him, would you like to get well? Would you like to be better? Would you like to be rid of what's going on? Now, for you and me, that's, the question is kind of like this. Would you like a million dollars? Pretty simple question, right? 
But yet, you realize as you read Scripture, whenever you're reading Scripture, it's kind of uh, something you could do. Whenever God in the Old Testament or Jesus in the New Testament asked a question, God's not asking for information. He already knows, doesn't He? What He does is He wants to make sure you know. And so he's asking this man, are you aware? Do you understand? Because I understand, Jesus could say to him, I understand human nature. And after 38 years, you've grown comfortable being in this condition. Some of us have habits that we've had for a long time that we maybe don't like, but we've grown comfortable with them. They're there for a long time. It becomes your identity. It becomes who you are. And when somebody comes along and says that, we kind of think, well, you know, uh, I'm in retirement. You want me to speak? I mean, that means I have to change my routine for the day. And I'm a pretty busy guy. No. But we get comfortable in all that, don't we? We, we kind of fall into it. And so he is there, and Jesus says, would you like to get well? So this morning, I want to personalize this, and I want you to hear the question directed at you. Would you like to get well? Simple question, right? Because all of us here today, in one sense or another, are crippled. We're crippled by sin. We're crippled by our problems. We're crippled by fear. We're crippled by our hurts. We're crippled by our insecurities. We're crippled by our habits. We're crippled by our attitudes. Would you like to get well? Big question, right? Simple question. Do you want Jesus to heal the parts of your body that have been damaged, or do you just want to hold on to your hurt? Do you want to get well? Seems a simple question. Several years ago, I went to an orthopedic guy. My hip was bothering me. And so I went through all the x-rays and everything else, and he comes back and he says, your hip needs to be replaced. Your socket's all messed up. We need to put a new hip in. And I go, oh, you know, I was hoping for a pill. Um, we have to do surgery. I said, uh, next question, Anna, when? He goes, whenever you can't take it anymore, when would you like to get well? My call. Now you would think I would jump up and say, let's go, I'm ready now. But no. So the question today has been going on forever to the one crippled by hurts. Do you want to be healed from them? To the one that's got this secret sin that you're holding on to that you think nobody knows about. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be free from it? To the one battling an addiction, do you want to overcome it? To the one who 
has never asked Jesus Christ into their life to be the Lord of their life, do you want to be free? Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be well? Because here's what we know. There's nothing in our lives that God can't heal. Correct? You know? But before Jesus healed this man, he wanted to be sure the man was willing to be healed. Because Jesus never goes against you. As you look at Scripture, he doesn't help people against their will. We want him to just say a prayer and be done. He says, do you really want to be well? Are you ready for a new future? Are you ready to put this behind you? Are you ready to do this? Because I need you to cooperate with me. And you have to stop hiding. You have to stop holding on to the hurts. You have to stop hiding the pain. Because whatever you're holding on to, is keeping you from going forward. So the question for us today, very simple, do you want to be well? Easy question, right? Okay, maybe not then, I don't know. So, a loaded question. Secondly, a lame excuse. A lame excuse. As we read through the story, the man's response is a very simple one. It's found in verse 7. He says, I can't, sir. I have no one to put me into the pool when water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Now hold it. That's not the question. Correct? Here's the question. Simple answer. You would think, right? You want to get one? Sure. But no, we divert, we give it. You know, people ask some questions sometimes and get some really dumb answers. One of my favorites in the book of Exodus, children of Israel are slaves in Egypt. God calls Moses to be the leader to bring them out of slavery. He tells him to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, are you kidding me? I got free labor here. I'm not going to do that. So the ten plagues start. The third plague is the plague of frogs. And here's what we're told about it. Can you imagine, put yourself in this place, that when you would go to bed tonight, there would be frogs in your bed and frogs walking over you as you're laying there. That there would be frogs coming out the drains of your sinks and other places that hold water. There's frogs in your stove that when you walk outside, you can't miss the frogs. That they're always there. They cover everything. Can you imagine that? Well, that was the plague. The frogs were everywhere. And so Moses goes, Pharaoh, let my people go. No, Pharaoh goes, please take the frogs away. And Moses says this, when would you like for me to do that? <laughs> Dumbest answer ever. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? I want to spend another night with the frogs. Would you like to be well? 
Simple question. But what's he do? I can't. First of all, it's not I can't, it's I don't want to, or I'm afraid. And then he does the classic that all of us do. It's their fault. I don't have anyone to help me. It's not my responsibility, it's theirs. I'm all alone. Now you can't help feeling sorry for the guy. 38 years here and he says there's no one around me. Well, how many of you understand that when somebody's hurting, they tend to hurt other people and other people will only be hurt for so long before they get out of the picture? And yet here's what the man says. You know what? I'd, I'd like to be well, but I can't do that because you see, other people have bailed on me. What excuse are you making for your issue? For the thing in your life? Well, you know what? I just can't do it. It expresses a fear. You know, I know what I'm dealing with, and I know it's really hard, and I, I, we start making excuses, and I don't know that I want to deal with this. I, you know, I'm just the way I am. I'm, here's a good one. I'm too old to change now. To blame others is lame. Here's a good one. You make me angry. Now, you make yourself angry. You can't blame that on somebody else. But we all have our excuses, don't we? Well, it's quiet, okay. Doc, I can eat my hypocrite. When? Well, whenever you want. Well, but you know, then I have to go to a hospital. Hospitals are full of sick people. And I can handle this on my own. I'm a tough guy. I can take care of it. And I, I don't like doctors. After all, they're only after your money. <laughs> Do you want to get well? Well, I can't. I'm just going to have to live with it. I'm just going to have to deal with it. Well, do you want to get rid of all the hurts that have happened to you in life? Well, do you know what they did to me? Do you know how hard it is? Do you know how they've treated me? Do you know how unfair life is? Do you know all the stuff I've had to endure and all the stuff I've had to go through? Do you understand how badly I've been hurt? Do you understand the pain that I'm in? Do you want to get well? Yes or no? Simple question, right? But what do we do? We're like the man. We offer our excuses. Well, I, I can't control myself. Here's a good one. they got an addiction. Now they call it, it's a disease. Ah, that's nice. It's not my fault. It's a disease I just have. We offer all kinds of excuses. Do you want to be saved? Well, you know, I've still got a few more years left, and, you know, I, I, I want to have fun, and, and I'm not nearly as bad as other people I know, and I, I, I'm okay. So the question to you this morning, you want to be well, and what excuse have you been hide, hiding behind? What reason have you been giving for not being able to go on? Because let's be honest, we all have them, don't we? 
Do you want to get well? Thirdly, a lifetime opportunity. A lifetime opportunity. So Jesus asked the question. The man responds, I can't. I can't do this. I can't go on anymore. You don't understand where my circumstances are, my situation is. It's everybody else's fault. Someone else is to blame. I just can't do it. But in verse 8, in John there, he says, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Couple of things to notice here. First one, Jesus did not help him up. Right? Stand up. Still his choice, right? He could have said no. He could have just stayed there. Stand up. Second thing, what shape are your legs in when you've been crippled for 38 years? I can tell you from experience, you can't walk. Your legs are shriveled. Your muscle mass is gone. Your sense of balance is over. It's a miracle. And Jesus says to him, do it. I don't have anybody, Jesus. Do you want to be one? Just stand up. Well, but you don't understand. I haven't stood up in years, and I, I'm not sure I can and what I can do. And, you know, sometimes we, we just want to uh, have somebody and just drag us along on our mat through life to just kind of take care of us and help us. And we kind of have the self-pity thing going on where you don't know what I've been through, and you don't know how bad it hurts, and you don't know how long I've been with this, and, and you just don't get it. And, you know, I, I just, my emotions are shot. My strength is gone. I don't have any more resolve. <laughs> get up and walk. And the man had to take a risk and obey. What's Jesus saying to him? This is no longer your spot. Once you get up here, it's not yours. Don't leave your mat behind and save your place. You're not coming back to it. Get up and go. It's time for you to start taking responsibility for your life. And one of the biggest problems with being sick with having issues, it takes away our sense of responsibility. And it's true whether that sickness is internal or external, whether it's physical or emotional, whether it's spiritual or carnal. When we're dealing with the issues and the pain of life, we can easily become dependent and push away our responsibility. Now, I am not saying it's all up to you. I'm not saying you've got to do everything. Let me put it to you easily this way. I finally resolved to get my hip done. I had a good doctor. He did a great job. But God healed me. God uses physicians to bring healing. I understand that. So God did a miraculous thing. But who had to do the therapy? 
And all of us know therapists are sadistic people. (laughs) They're not there to make you feel good. They're there to make you better. Stand up. Let's go. Walk. Go. Leave. Leave behind what has been your present and past and go into the new future. And you can do this. Because the Bible tells us I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Jesus says, walk. He came, he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins, his blood washes away our sin, our guilt, its bondage. He rose from the dead, he has victory over sin, the grave, Satan, and now we're able to be partakers of that victory. And he tells us, I've done this for you. Get up and walk. You are not defeated. You are not powerless. You can do this. But yet our fear causes us to leave our mat on the ground and say, you know what? Just in case. Because we all like an out, don't we? And it would have been easy for the man to laugh him off because from reading the Scripture, we have an understanding that this man didn't know who Jesus was. Because when he's asked by the Pharisees walking around, who did this? He goes, I don't know. So he had to take a risk, didn't he? And so God wants to bring healing into our lives. And if you found yourself tied in knots, bound up by pain, depression, addiction, sin, guilt, and you've been praying for God to heal you, stand up and walk. Stand up and go. Maybe he's waiting for you to take the next step. Let's say you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've got some real financial issues. I really need God to do a miracle financially in my life. Maybe he's waiting for you to start tithing. I'll let that sink in for a minute. Maybe he's waiting for you to take a financial course so you can be better manager of your money. He wants to help you. And we would say, God, I need help my finances. What we're really saying, I need more money. And what he says is, you need more responsibility. You need to trust me. But pastor, you don't understand what people have done. How unfair it's been. And you're bitter and you're angry. And you can't get over it. Forgive the person, pick up your mat, and walk away. Yeah. Oh, it's good to be back here, the silence every once in a while. Yeah. Lastly, a look into the future. 
I look into the future. So he gets up, he walks away. We've read the story about him dealing with the Pharisees and everything. But then there's this line in verse 14 where he meets Jesus again. And Jesus says to him afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you're well, stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. What could be worse than what he had? Hell? Very simple question. The man is healed, but Jesus expects something from him. You see, because God doesn't want to bring healing into your life and then find you back on your mat. He doesn't heal you so you can go do whatever you want to do. When Jesus wants to heal us, he expects us to create a change in our life in a way that we've been living because serving God and being healing is not an event, it's a lifestyle. It's a way that you and I live. And Jesus doesn't heal so you can get back to your old habits. He heals so that you can be victorious and have a righteous future. He wants you to go on. And God doesn't come to simply relieve the pain. He wants to bring purpose into our lives. Because the things that happened in your past are scars. And those scars are one of the greatest testimonies you have about God's ability to heal. So let me explain it to you this way. We serve the great physician, don't we? God is a God of power. And He has brought healing into the greatest need of our life, and that's the healing from sin. Jesus Christ came so that we would no longer have to be controlled by the power of sin, correct? That's what He has done for us. That's what He's provided for us. And He says, when would you like to be saved? The Bible gives us an answer in another place. It says, how about today? When would you like for that to happen? Well, now. So if you're here today and you're not a Christian, God's asking you, do you want to be well? You want to deal with that guilt? You want to deal with your hurts? You want to deal with that messed up life you've created by serving yourself? Why don't you come to me? I'll give you rest. I'll give you forgiveness. I'll bring healing into your life. Do you want to be well? But then, to us who are Christians now, he did something even greater. Not greater, but did something as powerful. Remember Jesus said, look, I need to go away so that I can send another. And he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. So when you accept God as your Savior through Jesus Christ, you now have the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, let me give you another term for the Holy Spirit. It's my term, okay? Don't go looking for it in your Bible. He's your spiritual therapist. He's there to help you be better. Because how many of you understand that when you accept Christ, you are forgiven immediately, but there's still some issues you've got to deal with, aren't there? And some of those issues hang on a long time, don't they? But you've got a therapist who resides in you. And he's there to tell you, look, you don't have to do this. 
Why, why don't you take a moment and read a few verses in your Bible to kind of help you get through this time? Why don't you spend some time talking to God? He, he can help you and tell Him what's going on in your life. Why don't you go to church? It'll help strengthen you and encourage you, and it'll make you better. Why don't you, even when you're at church, why don't you, a novel idea, why don't you participate and give praise? You know, why don't you do that? Why don't you get into a group? You need some people around you, healthy people, who will help you be healthy so that you can encourage one another and strengthen one another. And he just is there to help you get better, isn't he? Because he knows you and I can't do it by willpower. But when God's power comes into play, it's a whole other issue, isn't it? Because I can do all things through Christ. I can do that. And so whatever the pain or the tragedy or the hurt or the fear that you're dealing with today, whatever you've gone through, however unfair you think life has been to you, however much you've walked into this building hurt, broken, afraid, no matter what sin you've been struggling with, no matter how old you are, there is someone who wants to bring healing into your life. And He wants to help you. And He wants you to partner with Him and to work together, become the person He's created you to be. And you will never regret that choice. So I had the therapy, I had the surgery, and one day I'm going, wow, my hip doesn't hurt as bad anymore. Think of that, I got to yeah, that's what you expect, right? God can help you be healed. Second Corinthians, chapter 17 there, verse 17, chapter 5. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now here's the question. Do you want to be well? Your call. God's done everything He can possibly do to help you. God's still doing everything He can possibly do to help you. The question still rattles through the ages. I have everything you need. I offer you life and that to the full. But do you want to get well? Your call. Oh, you can make an excuse. You can, well, not now. Well, later. But you, you can make all the excuses you want. But God never rescinds His offer. I've done everything I can to bring salvation into your life. And I have done everything I can to help you to live a life of victory and of overcoming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Will you get up and walk? Let's pray.
you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm not a Christian, but I, I want to get well. You want to accept Christ, and you say, pray for me. Or you're here today and you're a Christian, and you'd say, you know, Pastor, there's some things in my life right now that I know I've got to take responsibility for, and I need to start walking with God and allowing Him to bring healing into my life. And if you fall into that category and you just say, I want to be well, pray for me. You just raise a hand and put it down, then I'm going to say a prayer. Anybody here? You'd say, that's me today. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Lord, thank you today for providing for us life and life to the full. There is no greater life than the life we can have in you. And you, the great physician, have done everything to heal us and to save us so that we can be free from the power of sin. And you still continue to work with us and in us through your Holy Spirit. Help us to get up and walk. Thank you today for what you promised to do. In thy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So would you stand with me? Just a moment, you're going to be dismissed, but as you're doing that and as we're finalizing that, prayer team's here, and if you want prayer, when we dismiss everybody, you can just come forward. These people will be more than happy to pray with you and to pray together with you to help you. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.